Welcome to another edition of Ask Our Parent Coach. Here's your host, Terry Manrique and Alina Greif. Good morning, Columbus. Welcome back to Ask Our Parent Coach. This show is brought to you by WorkingWithParents.com, Central Ohio's leading parenting experts and coaches, where we create a safe place for parents to seek help, support on topics such as parenting, communication, relationships, and emotional intelligence. I'm Terry Manrique. And I'm Alina Greif. Today, Terry and I are going to be talking about temper tantrums. And we're going to be talking about the science behind temper tantrums. So why are temper tantrums so difficult to handle? What is it about it that really gets under people's skin? I know for sure, definitely my skin. Um, I think for me, Terry, it's definitely the level Mm -hmm. of noise. It's just that high-pitch screaming that really gets me going, and it's very hard to tune off. Um, And I know I'm someone who does not like loud noises normally, so it's very difficult for me when people are screaming or yelling in general just Mm -hmm. because of the level of noise. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to do is to start this conversation is to talk a little bit about different phases of temper tantrums and the science behind it. And I know you have so much experience with this, being a director of preschool for so many years. So uh, share some of your experience. Yeah, so there is, you know, I came across an article a couple years ago about the science, that there's finally some science behind um, the tantrums and the phases that they go through. Mm -hmm. And what they did is they ended up putting onesies on these little ones so that they can monitor the sound right okay. and after having a couple of you know you know i think they said they had about a hundred kids that they recorded okay. the sounds of okay. the tantrums okay. and the waves that it went through right okay. and they noticed that there was a pattern and they're saying that there's three there's three distinct, pa- patterns. These, distinct uh-huh. patterns right and those patterns are uh sadness as anger sadness and then they down okay okay but really uh, I've been doing this for 25 years and I noticed these patterns a long time ago but there's actually there's actually six patterns that kids go through okay right because what they want what they're doing at that young of an age is they want control right Mm -hmm. but at the same time we know as parents that we need to have some guidance and some discipline at the same time absolutely right absolutely right so so kids, that's a power struggle because the child wants to have power, the ch- parent wants to have power, mm-hmm. and it's very healthy for your child to have power, right? They yes. want it's, they want someone autonomy, autonomy right? Yeah, that's very, very normal. Yes. But how do you balance that? And there mm-hmm. is a really great way to balance that. And I work with parents all the time of how do we l- level that, that level that yeah, yes. give them that autonomy to be able to have the uh, the power of making the decisions mm-hmm. um, and the the parent having the power of, well, these are the decisions that you have choices on, mm-hmm. right? But sometimes what happens is when we get into this rut and when we get into this pattern um, and children, because here's the thing, and I don't like to say this, and I know, Lena, you don't like to say oh, yeah. this either, that kids are manipulative. Yes. I, but they're yes. not manipulative in a bad way. Not when consciously. They're not consciously, right? right? Especially when they're young, five and under. Mm-hmm. It's not intentional, mm-hmm. right? It's really how they explore their world. Mm-hmm. They explore their world through trial and error, cause and effect. Mm-hmm. And that's how they manipulate their environment. Right. 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 So right. it doesn't mean I'm going to 
do this because yes. I want to get to yes. you and yes. I want to make sure I make your day crappy as hell. Right. Right? I, think, <laughs> no. I think it's just in our culture, manipulation has such a negative connotation. It like does. you're doing this on purpose. You're trying to get something. You're trying to, you know, set up people in a certain way to get your way. But kids don't have the capacity. No, they don't. To think all those things. No, right? they don't have any understanding that that's what they're exactly. doing. Exactly. They have no idea. Especially one of the things that I have parents that get very frustrated on is when their two-year-old mm-hmm. or three-year-old runs away from them. Mm-hmm. And they get so upset because right. the parent takes it so personal. Right, right, right. And right. then at the same time, they have to understand. But if you're chasing a two-year-old or a three-year-old, this is now a game. It has nothing to do <laughs> right. with the fact that I'm trying to get to you and exactly. I'm trying to get you angry at me. No, you're chasing me. So now this is a game. Now it's fun. Right. Yeah. So now we go from one level to another mm-hmm. level, right, with the entire family. So now we go into the point of now I'm angry as the parents. And now my anger is going to mm-hmm. transition over to you, which is going to cause you to have a bigger breakdown and more of a tantrum. So just to back up a little bit, what is the age um, in terms of like age of the of the child where you see those temper tantrums, you know, more frequently um, than and you would expect them to kind of stop like tempering off, you know, at a certain age. Yeah. So what is that typical age? Where I mean, typically pay, you eat? I mean, you can start at I mean, you can start seeing tantrums as, as early as six months. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, or but really the sweet spot usually is between 15 months and two and a half, three years yeah. old. That's why they call it terrible too. Right, right. Right. That's yeah. really the sweet spot. Yeah. But it's not because it's not because kids are bad. Mm-hmm. It's not because there's something wrong with them. Right. It's because they need time to process what is happening. Mm-hmm. And sometimes parents they talk too much yes <laughs> while a child is in this moment right right and less is more right right so when a child is going through a moment a, a series of of emotional yeah, journey they're overwhelmed, they're, overwhelmed, they're breaking emotion. down they're crying they're screaming mm-hmm. and a parent is trying to rationalize with this mm-hmm. two-year-old you don't yeah you don't rationalize with a two-year-old right you let the two-year-old Start and finish the journey of their emotional, you know, meltdown, meltdown yeah. right? So especially you, during the anger stage. During the right? anger stage, right? Yeah. You want to let them go through those peaks. Mm-hmm. They're going to go through anger, which sounds like kicking, screaming, mm-hmm. calling you names, spitting. Mm-hmm. But that's not why they're upset. That's mm-hmm. not what's causing them. It's just their anger. They don't have any words to mm-hmm. articulate how mm-hmm. they're feeling. So they're just grabbing whatever mm-hmm. they can. But when they grab through those negative behaviors, mm-hmm. they're also grabbing to see, is this affecting you? Right. Is this What, it, what are you going to do right. in response to me throwing a chair across right, the room? Right. Well, how is this affecting you? How did mm-hmm. that make, you know... It's not again. It's not conscious, mm-hmm. right? But they again, they go mm-hmm. by trial and error and cause and effect, mm-hmm. and they really kind of take it in mm-hmm. what's happening, mm-hmm. right? So when a parent engages too much, yeah, it's encouraging the child to continue the behavior, right? So what a parent needs to do when a child's in that moment is just to be patient, quiet, mm-hmm. and emotionally available for the child. And I think that what you said is really key because so many parents we see and so many parents we talk to, you know, when a child goes into this temper tantrum, 
you know, a, a normal, I guess, I guess that's a normal reaction. You want to run away. You want to lock them in a room. You want to lock yourself in a room because you don't want to be a part of it. But it's actually not a very good strategy because what you, the message you're sending your child is that when they're overwhelmed with really big emotions and they don't know how to process it and they don't know what to do, yes. they're breaking down. This is the moment they need you the most. most. Right. right. Not right. the least, but the most. Right. And if you find yourself ever saying, you know, I need to put my child in another room so they can mm -hmm. calm down. Yeah. Yeah. And you're holding the door and they're kicking yes. and screaming. You are actually creating your child to manifest even more negative behaviors. Now, would your child normally be kicking and screaming and banging on the door if you if you weren't holding on to it? And if you were mm -hmm. in the inside, right. probably not, right. probably not. So we're now we're creating a bigger scenario mm -hmm. and, and a war. A, a, terrible experience mm -hmm. for everybody really mm -hmm. right and now we're also kind of putting ourselves in this label of labeling mm -hmm. labeling our child mm -hmm. as this child is out of control right. this child is something's wrong with this right. child right. you know they're this willful is, they're, they're manipulating they're, they're yeah. something's going on this is this is a terrible this is this is not okay but i i i want to challenge you on, on understanding that right mm -hmm. so if i put you on the other side and i hold the door and i said you need to stay mm -hmm. in here do you think you would be relaxed and calm? Right. It's like me coming home from work, right? And being really angry and really upset and saying to my husband, look, I had a terrible day at work. You know, this didn't go right. My boss yelled at me. My coworkers are mean. Like just complete, like, you know, a terrible, terrible day at work. And him saying, okay, I hear you. You go into this room, lock the door and don't come out until you feel better. Because I don't want to be a part of our station, right? Like, yeah. how would you feel yes, right. if someone sends you away when right. you're having a really bad day? Right. It's the same exact it, thing. It's exactly the same thing. So when your children are in those moments, you know, you have to be there emotionally, be available for them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes not all kids want that, right? Yes, not everybody yes, wants yes, that. Everybody but So you have to, as a parent, you have to know and, and do a very good job of mm -hmm. a lot of observation. You know, Correct. that's the key is really right. you have to learn to observe your children right. on a regular basis to understand who your child is and understand what their personality type and is. And what they need. And what they need. Because not all children may need that. Mm -hmm. However, if your child is uncontrollable and they cannot control their emotions, they may need your help and they may, may need your support. Mm -hmm. But you have to be in a space as a parent to be calm, mm -hmm. to be patient and to mm -hmm. be respectful and understand that this is not about you. Mm -hmm. This tantrum that your child is going through is not about you. It has nothing to do with mm -hmm. you. In fact, this is an opportunity for you as the parent to say, you know what? This child is really having a horrible really, time. Yes. And what do I need yes. to do to be there for them? Yes. That's where you have to make that mind shift change mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we take it so personal. And, and when you take it personal, that's when things get worse. Especially if a child is screaming, which often happens during temper tantrums. I hate you. You're the worst parent ever. You're the worst mom ever. And they're screaming and yelling right. and kicking. And then your feelings, right? Your your feelings get hurt. Yes, right. And you take it personally. You're like, how dare you say this to me? Well, if you don't want me, then, you know, go find yourself another mom. Yes. And then we're just asking. And that's where I tell parents that you have to stay focused. And now, where, why do those tantrums sometimes come up, right? 
that's that's another question mm-hmm. is most of the time these tantrums come up because of the direction that we gave the child mm-hmm. or the request that we gave the child or we are asking yeah. the child to do something or to correct a behavior or to clean up as simple as just cleaning yeah. up. They don't want to do yeah. the cleanup, right? Dishes in the sink, right. right? They, something as simple as that. Yeah. So then the child learns that if I have enough of a meltdown or a breakthrough, mm-hmm. break, you know, breakdown, breakdown that I'm going to be sent to timeout mm-hmm. and if I get to sent to timeout most of the time parents are kind of like forget it I'm just going to clean this up because I'm done right right so the children never really learns the child never mm-hmm. will learn well you know my responsibility was to clean yeah. up right so we yeah. get so distracted of where we start mm-hmm. so we go from starting something to something else to something mm-hmm. else to something else because now we're when we have our kids sitting down at timeout now we're focusing on the behavior mm-hmm. as far as them screaming, calling us names. And then we switch to, you can't be calling me names. You can't hit me. Now you have to sit here longer. You can't do this. Now you have to sit here longer. Right. But we never stay with the reason why that child was there in the first place. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to just ignore those other things that your children are doing mm-hmm. when they're sitting out to the side, mm-hmm. which I don't really like timeouts. I think timeouts yes, is I really agree. not effective. I agree. Um, I don't like one, two, three, because there mm-hmm. really is no difference between one and three. Yes. But what we do is the cooperating technique, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the cooperating technique is really unbelievably effective. Mm-hmm. And because it's the reason it's so effective is because you apply the CPR to it, mm-hmm. right? You apply mm-hmm. compassion, patience, mm-hmm. and respect. Mm-hmm. And the compassion part that I love so much about it and parents really resonate really well about it is because you can still be the authority as the parent and be the parent that's firm, but still be very compassionate about the situation. Yes. And I think that is the key. That's key. That makes all the difference. Right. right? So, because, yeah. because I think an escalated adult cannot ever help de-escalate a child, Right. So if you're in a state of emotional reactivity and you're flooded with your own anger and your own emotion, you are not going to be able to help a child who is undergoing the same, Mm -hmm. right? So if a child is really upset and angry and in a temper tantrum and you are, your emotions are going high and you're angry and you're seeing red, you're not going to be able to help that child, right? right? So it's just so key for parents to just apply compassion. Right. And just calm down. And this is where I, I give parents advice where, you know, because again, that high pitch. Yeah. We know when you hear your child in that high pitch, it's definitely going to bring you a lot of anxiety. Oh, yeah. Right. It oh, definitely totally, does. I mean, it totally, totally gets you all, yeah. you know, shaky and have you have high anxiety and you're mm-hmm. you're, you're stressed. Wanna, yeah, you're you stressed, right. You don't know. Right. right. And the mo- the reason that happens is because you don't usually have the tools mm-hmm. of how to deal with that situation. So I always tell parents, the first thing I do when I ask parents is, are you, does this high pitch really affect you? And if yeah. they say yes, I say, okay, I need you to buy earplugs. Exactly. Well, that's a good idea. Right? That's because a very good idea. that's going to minimize the high pitch sound, yeah. which triggers the brain. Yes. Right? Into a fight or flight response. Yes. Right? Correct. We know that. Right? Yeah. So when we put the earplugs on, you can still see and hear, but not with such yeah, intensity. intensity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So therefore, it's not going to affect you the same way. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So when that happens, you're able to 
go into that space mm-hmm. in a different way completely, mm-hmm. right? Because you're not you're you're not feeling that anxiety, mm-hmm. and that anxiety only is going to trigger your child to Even have more, more anxiety, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, anxiety so, triggers more anxiety. Exactly, Absolutely. right? Negativity, you know, with yes. negativity is only going to yeah. create more negativity, yeah. right? So that is first and foremost, mm-hmm. as a parent, if you are a parent that cannot handle those high-pitched sounds and you find yourself in a space that you know that you can lose it, mm-hmm. I highly recommend you stop at the store right now, <laughs> pull over nice to CVS <laughs> or wherever you are, and you buy yourself some earplugs, mm-hmm. okay? And you keep them in the back of your pocket mm-hmm. all the time because we never know when these moments mm-hmm. are going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So you keep them handy and you put them on immediately. Mm-hmm. Then you go into mm-hmm. a space of Breathe. hey, breathing. Yes. And I'm then depressed. you go into the space of this is not about me. Right. Yeah. And then you say, what do I need to do to be there for my child Mm -hmm. to get through this moment? So when the child child gets through the anger phase of the temper tantrum and they're more into sadness or, you know, helplessness or, you know, I just crying, but not like with anger anymore. Yes. um, What do you recommend parents do towards towards the end of the? Yes. So I always this is why I don't like timeouts, because you know, they a lot of parents are conditioned to saying, you know, let them sit for two minutes mm-hmm. if they're two, three minutes if they're yeah. three. But yeah. you know what? I know for a fact, <laughs> Alina, I don't know about you, but if I'm angry, I sure know I don't need I, I need more than three minutes. Right. I know I need more than five minutes. Right. Right. And this is as an well, adult. And if someone puts me in isolation when I'm angry, I'm just going to get more angry. You're right. It's right. Not gonna, like that's it's not, not gonna even help. a helpful technique. Right. Right? And also in, in a relationship. If we're in an argument and all of a sudden my husband just walks away. Yeah, how would you feel? I would. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a temper tantrum. <laughs> I would like, did you just walk away from me while I'm in this exactly. emotional journey? Exactly. You're just going to abandon me because I don't mean anything to you? I mean, <laughs> I mean, here, I just want parents to understand this. Like, if you are, if you as an adult... Don't like it. Don't Why do you like think your it. kids are going to enjoy you, this? And you, as an adult, you should be able to get over it. You should be able to fix it. You should be able to get over it in two minutes. You're right. an adult. You actually should get over it in a minute because you're actually older and your brain is fully functioning. Right, right. All of it developed, and, right? Or developed, right? Right, developed. Fully, fully developed. Mm-hmm. You know, and but our child's brain is not even nearly developed. Mm-hmm. And we think that two minutes or three minutes is just enough time for them to get over their anger. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous to me. It Mm -hmm. just really, really is ridiculous. So when your child is in that state, Mm -hmm. it's very important for your child. And this is where we teach self-soothing and self-regulating. Because I can't teach you and make you do that. You have to go through that experience yourself. Correct. Right. then as an adult, right, if you don't know how to self-soothe yourself and your emotions, you're not going to be able to model that behavior to your child. Right. Right. right? Which is why, like, when Terry and I work with families, we work with the entire family, you know, parents and their relationship with each other and the kids. Because you can't fix one component without fixing the other. Right. 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 So when a child is going through that stage... Uh, stage of um, of a tantrum mm-hmm. or a meltdown, it is so important for you to let that child go from from zero mm-hmm. to calm, mm-hmm. from high state of mm-hmm. anxiety, anger, madness, mm-hmm. whatever they're going mm-hmm. through, all the way to the state of complete calm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and not to rush the process. Right, let them be. Right? Let them go through it. Now, when your child is, you know, mm-hmm. hitting. 
And if they're hitting you, mm-hmm. that's not acceptable. That's right. not okay because you always want to protect yourself. So, yes, you may have to restrain your child mm-hmm. only if they're doing that, though. Mm-hmm. There's no need to hold your child. There's no need to do any of that. Only if they are hitting you, then you can hold their little hands and say, "I'm." It's not yeah. okay for you to hold. Yeah. You know, yeah. hit me. Yeah. It's not okay for you to kick yeah. me. This hurts. I will let I go like yeah. when you're done doing that. But that's not okay. But we're not going to pay any attention to that and the name calling and the mm-hmm. spitting and the threats because they're going to do whatever they can to try to get out of the mm-hmm. situation, mm-hmm. right? And when you do the cooperating technique, mm-hmm. it's really about letting your child sit there until they're ready to let the brain for the brain to really process mm-hmm. <clears throat> itself from understanding what it is that they need to mm-hmm. do and when they go through that process they go through a series of emotions right and usually you know the first one is that they they cry and they do all these things because what they're looking for is they're looking for you to give in and give up really that's right. what it is right, right? they're looking right. for you to just say okay i'm done you're crying too much mm-hmm. just here get mm-hmm. your way do what you want that's it. That's the first thing that mm-hmm. your kids are counting on. The second thing is then they go into this extreme anger, anger yeah. physical, mm-hmm. hitting, pulling hair, kicking, mm-hmm. spitting, mm-hmm. all these threats mm-hmm. because they already know, okay, well, I didn't get past that phase one mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. you know, not letting me get away with whatever I right. want or, right. you know, you want me to do something. And I'm talking about, I mean, normally these tantrips happen because we want them to do something mm-hmm. and then they're not doing mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. That's really what happens. Mm-hmm. So then they go to the second stage of anger because that that first method, that strategy that you know the child mm-hmm. kind of learned is not working to their favor anymore. Right, right? right. They're starting to see I can't manipulate my parents mm-hmm. to give in. Mm-hmm. Again, not a bad way. Mm-hmm. They're just figuring by trial and error mm-hmm. of what's happened in the right, past. Right, 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 right. So now the parents sticking, you know, they're sticking to it mm-hmm. with with patience, right? And compassion saying, babe, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry, but you need to do what I asked you to do and we're not going to do anything else. And and you just calmly repeat, right? Right. And you just wait and you just say it once or twice and that's it. That's it. it. Yeah. Again, less is more. Uh, Less is, you know. I I found it interesting in the research. They said that the research that Terry and I both did to prepare for this topic, they said that if you ask your child questions during the anger stage and, you know, it's, and try to rationalize with them. It actually prolongs the temper tantrum. It actually makes it worse. That's why you want less is more. So that's yes. why I like less is more. You just stay more. quiet. Yeah. You say what you want one yeah. or two times, and the rest and of the time it. you're just quiet. Yeah. And when they get into this anger stage, you ignore that. You dismiss it. You don't pay any attention mm-hmm. to it because they're just trying to get your attention. Mm-hmm. And you just don't. Any there's you're, That's not why you're sitting there. That's not why you're there mm-hmm. in the first place. We're there. We stick with why you're there. Because that's where we want to end, right, is for for the reason why you're sitting there and this, your child is going through these motions. Then the, the next thing is your kids will tend to relax mm-hmm. and they say, okay, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And that's where parents, that's where parents usually say, okay, we're done. Mm-hmm. But, typically, <laughs> they're, but typically that's not true. Right. The child's still not done. The child's saying, okay, I'm done and I'm telling you what, I, what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. But really I'm not done because, and this is what, where you know you know, mm-hmm. this is where your child's going to know. Mm-hmm. You're going to know if mm-hmm. your child's actually mm-hmm. telling you the truth or not is by their actions of mm-hmm. what's next. And if they tell you they are done, but and they go do what it is that you asked them to do in the first place, mm-hmm. then yes. OK, then, then done. they are yeah. done. But most of the time they say they're done and then they get up to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Then, then they're then not, done. not done. Then yeah. we have to go back to sit down and say, you know what? We're not done. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we asked you to do. Mm-hmm. We asked you to clean up your toys. Mm-hmm. 
So what's going to happen is that they're going to go back to step one, one and two. So they're going to get angry. They're going to start screaming yes. and kicking again. Yes. Right? Yeah. They're going to start the crying. Right. Right. Woe is me. Mm -hmm. You're this is what's mm -hmm. happening. I'm really upset with you right now. You're not letting me get mm -hmm. away with your what you normally let mm -hmm. me get away with. And then they're going to go back to the anger because mm -hmm. you're not listening to my first strategy of right, what I developed, right. right? So then they go yeah. to that, right? So then the key, right? You have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. And you have to wait it out. Yes. Like a storm. Yes. It's like a, a thunderstorm, yes. right? It's going to pass. Yes. So just wait it out. Know that, you know, the water eventually is going to evaporate. Yes. There's only so much water the clouds can hold, yes. right? Yes, right, right. And then after that, then your child will start to kind of by that time, the brain, your child's already kind of talking to themselves mm -hmm. through this process. And they're kind of starting to realize, okay, my parent's not going to give up. Yeah. My parent's going to stay consistent. And what do I need to do through this emotional journey? Mm -hmm. I need to learn. I have to just calm down. I have to relax. Mm -hmm. And on their own, because this is what's going to happen, your kids are going to see that you're so patient with them. Yeah. And yeah. that you're being very respectful to them. Right. That's gonna make they're going to start to yeah. see that and they're going to see a change in you based on what you've done in the past. Exactly. So when they see that change in you and that, ener that positive energy from you, mm -hmm. they're going to start to feed off of that. And they're going to start to see, you know what? I'm not really in trouble here. Right. right. Nobody's really angry right. no with me. No one is like, you know, That's where the re me. realization yeah. comes yeah. to their mind and that they are they able to process calm. that. Yeah. And realize this is a different journey. Mm -hmm. This is something different that has happened in the past. And nobody's yelling at me. Mm -hmm. Nobody's angry with me. No one's putting Mom me in Mom and dad is out. just sitting yeah. here with me until I'm calm. Yeah. And that's what that's where you see the full transformation. Yes. And I've seen this so many times with hundreds of kids. And it's the most right. beautiful thing yeah. a parent sees yeah, is I when totally that child... Agree finally makes that transition makes that connection, and makes right? that connection mm -hmm. to say, wow, this whole thing is actually, I'm creating a lot of this on my own mm -hmm. without you adding to it. Exactly. And now I can trust you. And now I feel safe in your hands. Mm -hmm. you know, say, feel safe mm -hmm. in your presence. And then they come to the realization, okay, I can calm yeah. down. It's okay I can to, feel breathe. And it's also like... You know, telling them it's okay to feel what you feel, right? Mm -hmm. You're too little to be able to control those emotions. Yeah. And I love you and I accept you no matter how you feel. I mm -hmm. might not always like what you do mm -hmm. and there's limits, mm -hmm. but the love is not conditional. And yes. that's so important for them to understand at this stage, right? Even when you scream and kick and you're angry, I still love you. But to feel that, right, to feel that empathy, compassion, yeah. and yeah. love as they're going yeah. through this turbulence and I think the, is important. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that kids see from that is that the change the parent made themselves. Yes, yes. That's really the biggest thing the kids see from that. And they realize, wow, this is different. This entire experience is different, and right? And that's true and transformation. It's, it's a true transformation. And that is the most beautiful thing any parent can see. But mm -hmm. the key is to allow your child... now. This, this is not something that happens in 10 minutes, yeah. 15 minutes. I this know. can it's take up to an hour, maybe two hours. But you mm -hmm. only need to do this practice once or twice. That's it. Right. That's all you need to do is once or twice. And your child will start to trust you. Right. So, wow. I mean, <laughs> we didn't even get all the way. Show. I mean, that's so if there's anything, you know, if you want to learn more about these strategies, you know, feel free to pick up our books, the CPR philosophy, um, the revive your parenting or change your perspective. They're on our website. Um, 
you can reach out to us. Mm -hmm. You can connect with us. We do one-on-ones. We do group coaching. We do workshops. I mean, we have the resources for you. Um, so don't hesitate to reach yeah, out to us. You don't have us. to do this alone. You don't have to struggle alone. Uh, we also wanted to remind you that Thursday, March 19th, we're doing a parent university workshop. There's more information about it. It's free. It's on our Facebook. Um, if you're interested in registering or just you know reach out to us for more information, we'd be happy to give it to you. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us today and listening in. Um, please continue to join us for this conversation as we continue more topics like this. If this, if you found that this was very helpful and you want to learn more about it, reach yeah. out to us. Let us know so we can answer some of these questions for you. Um, you can reach out to us at workingwithparents.com. And remember to always apply the CPR philosophy with compassion, patience, and respect to everyone that you come around. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. And we'll talk to you next week. Join us next week for another edition of Ask Our Parent Coach with Terry Manrique and Alina Greif. You're listening to a Morris Media production powered by Papa John's Columbus, a locally owned and operated franchise group since 1991. Is your child struggling in school? Are they falling behind in certain subjects? At Huntington Learning Center, we know ignoring these signs isn't going to work. The time to take action is before that first report card. Call us at 1-800-CAN-LEARN. That's 1-800-CAN-LEARN. Hi, this is Marty Reed, and I'm the owner of Frog Hauling. We are Columbus's only green residential mini dumpster service. If you want to clean your garage, you want to clean your basement, or maybe clean your yard, give Frog Hauling a call, 258-3764. At Frog Hall, we also service contractors. And if only the best product will do for your customer, give Frog Hauling a call. Visit us at froghauling.com or call us at 614 Four two five eight three seven six four.